Hi, everybody. A quick message before we begin today's podcast. We have just released a free mini training called How to Work with Labor Pain to Have a Positive Birth Experience. Stay tuned for the end of the episode for more information. Welcome to Living a Better Life podcast with your host, Madeline Golick. This is a weekly podcast exploring a variety of topics on how you can live a better life, not just physically, but in all aspects of what it means to be human living in a modern world. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and should not replace professional or medical advice. This podcast is sponsored by Ecophysiotherapy, where their mission is to educate, empower, and rehabilitate you back to health. Without further ado, please enjoy the show. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about the physiotherapy approach to digestion and bowel dysfunction. As with many of our guests, there's usually a personal experience that brings about this motivation to want to share and help others who may be experiencing similar things. So a couple months ago, I I mean, I've been having this struggle for quite some time, but a couple months ago, I had a very acute flare of what I now know to be active gastritis. At the time, I assumed it was a problem with bacteria. So I've, I have a bacteria known as H. pylori, or at least I have the antibodies of it, so it's hard to know exactly um, if it is or isn't present based on based just on blood work and I was getting a tremendous amount of pain and unpleasant sensations that was really starting to impact my ability to work in the same capacity as I always have. So of course that's concerning and so I went to the doctor and I knew the blood work wasn't going to be enough. So we ended up scheduling a endoscopy, which is just where they put a camera down and they take a look because I was pretty sure based on my symptoms that I must have an ulcer or something developing like a stomach ulcer or a peptic ulcer. And I needed... I needed the diagno I needed the diagnostic test to be done so that I could decide whether or not well I needed to decide how I was going to approach this from a treatment perspective and then whether I was going to go the traditional heavy heavy duty antibiotic route that I went before or if I was going to approach this naturally But I needed to make sure and rule out, obviously, the potential of something really serious being there. So when I got the test results back that it was basically a gastritis, so an inflammation um, in the digestive system, 
it can sometimes appear in the stomach or in the upper part of the small intestine. I'm pretty sure mine was in the upper part of the intestine. So once I had that information, I had to make a decision on how I was going to approach treatment. Uh, I basically had made the decision that whatever I had, whatever I was going to decide from a treatment plan perspective, I needed to make sure that I did everything I could to support that treatment working because this pain was tremendous and I wanted to make sure that whatever I was going to do would work and would hopefully result in me not developing this gastritis again. And so I took, so being a pelvic health physiotherapist, I've taken courses on bowel dysfunction and we talk about the, you know, we, we do talk about aspects of digestion, taking everything I've learned from pain neuroscience. So what I understand and know about pain and how it works. And then taking everything I've learned from the biopsychosocial, and I'm going to slip in there, spiritual, environmental model, I knew that there were going to be things that I needed to set in place in order to A, facilitate healing, B, help facilitate the treatment plan working, and C, while I was waiting for healing and the treatment plan to work, I needed to manage the unpleasant sensations. So what I did was I slowed down my working hours for a period of time. I made sure I was getting really good sleep. I used a variety of hands-on techniques to manage my bloating, manage my pain, manage the the sheer amount of tension that my nervous system was generating as a protective response. Of course, if you've ever slammed your thumb into a doorway, right, what's the first thing you sort of do? You go to grab your thumb and then you squeeze it really hard. Then you grit your teeth and then you're like, ah, right? And it kind of helps with the pain. But I knew for the purposes of what I was experiencing that having that abdominal tension, having tension in my muscles and my fascia was really just going to make my pain worse. So I needed to make sure that I was managing managing my pain, managing the bloating, managing the tension, but from the perspective of the nervous system. So... Let me just chat a little bit about that piece. Our nervous system, so I refer to it in simple terms like the automatic nervous system, right? The part of the system that keeps our heart beating, keeps us breathing, um, you know, governs, you know, hormonal releases, digestion, reproduction. Like those are things that we don't have to like consciously think about. That's part of the processes of the autonomic nervous system. And if you haven't listened to my podcast on Bet You Haven't Heard About the Polyvagal Theory, then I definitely encourage you to go back and listen to that because a lot of the approach that I was taking 
was to help my system make better, I guess, physiological decisions. So essentially our body is constantly taking in information and that information is brought up to the brain. The brain goes through a bunch of different brain centers to try to understand the information that's coming in and make some sort of sense out of it. And when it when the messaging gets to the brainstem, the brainstem has to decide based on the information it's provided, am I safe? Am I in danger? And am I in life threat? So these obviously I have this inflammation happening in my stomach and so it's releasing different chemicals, it's um, having some automatic responses and that information went up to my brain and my brain had to decide, oh man, like you're definitely not, like you're not safe, your tissue is not safe right now, there's some, something is happening there. So my brain obviously decided like I'm in danger here, like something is really wrong you need to take a look at this. And so it then produces a variety of symptoms and responses to try to help protect me from life threat, right? It doesn't, it obviously doesn't want my life to be in threat because that would not be good. So when I'm in that danger mode, my system is making a physiological response to say, hey, I need you to pay attention here you know, here's some pain, here's a bunch of sensations that are unpleasant to get my attention to say, hey, you really need to look at this and like get it figured out so you can help me heal. Knowing that my nervous system, it acts in this way and knowing that this really important nerve called the vagus nerve goes throughout the entire, goes in through the entire digestive system and the heart and the stomach. Its job is to collect information from my body. So 80 to 90% of the information the vagus nerve picks up goes up to the brain. Very, very little, only 10 to 20% of information from the brain down the vagus nerve uh, goes back to the digestive system. So I needed to make sure that I did everything possible to change and optimize the information that was going up to my brain in hopes that my nervous system would find a little bit more safety and a little bit more regulation. So let's think about this for a moment. And and this kind of ties into like the biopsychosocial approach that I take, right? Who are the people that I'm surrounded by? Are they positive relationships? Are they individuals who create a lot of stress for me? Um, are these, you know, are there individuals that really make me feel unsafe and that I have to kind of like protect myself? And that might mean emotionally or physically, depending on who's in your environment. But so you want, so knowing that it's like, okay, I need to make sure that I'm surrounding myself with individuals that are going to help me feel good 
so that I could get my system to not have to worry about social aspects and get distracted away from the healing process, right? So what's going on in our relationships is still information that our body is picking up and has to process, i.e., am I safe, am I in danger, am I in life threat? The thoughts that I had about the situation, I could have thought, oh man, you know, this gastritis is like the worst thing ever and it's extremely unpleasant and I certainly do not wish it upon anybody. But I needed to change my mindset on this piece because the way I was think the way I think about it was going to influence whether or not my body felt regulated enough to support my healing or if it was going to be on alert all the time. I didn't need my body to be on alert. We already knew or I already knew that it was gastritis. So I was like, okay, it's gastritis. I have inflammation. Okay, what do I know about inflammation? Let's do all the things. Let's eat right, like get the right types of food in that reduces inflammation and supports healing. Let's make sure we get enough sleep at the appropriate times because sleep improves our immune system. And if my immune system is gonna function better, then it's going to reduce inflammation. It's also going to reduce a sense of threat value, which will allow my body to focus the energy on healing and not looking for threats in my environment. Um, so that's putting food in, having good thoughts, um, and then getting good sleep. And so the thoughts that I was thinking about when I had these symptoms was more like, okay, here's where my body needs support. It's telling me exactly where I need to do the work. Oh, I'm bloating or I have pain in my abdominal wall. Okay, what are all the things that I can do to help ease this and then support my system in healing versus I could think about the symptoms as the worst possible thing. I could worry about whether they were gonna go away or not. But instead, I tried to focus in, okay, I'm looking at the symptoms as the opportunity and where the work needs to be done. And if I do the work and I put in the time and the effort and the energy to really listen to my body, I'm going to get through this. So again, same thing with environment, right? You know, making sure that I reduced as much stress in my environment as possible because stress keeps us in a sense of danger and if i if my system continuously thinks i'm in danger it's going to redirect energy it's going to redirect blood flow away from my immune system away from digestion in order to prepare me to fight or run away i need as much blood flow and as much immune system power to stay focused on you know, helping me return back to a sense of safety. So I don't want any external distractions from my ability to focus all the energy and efforts of my body system toward healing. We've talked about food. And so in addition to dietary changes, taking specific supplements. If you think about it, the supplements provides new information. It's a new way to support 
my immune and digestive system again to optimize that healing process. Movement and exercise. So there are specific exercises and movements that can be utilized when we have pain, when we have bloating, If we're having um, issues, for example, with constipation, there are specific exercises that we can utilize to help us ease our pain and ease any difficulties on the toilet and ease the bloating, right? So I may not internally be able to stop the bloating from happening as my body is healing, But if the bloating comes up, here I had a whole list of things that I implemented so that the bloating wouldn't get to a certain point where then I would have to lay down and just wait it out. There were a couple times where, you know, things, I, I didn't get things set up quite quickly enough. And then I did have to lay down for a couple of hours to help to kind of re recoup from, from that. But for the most part, I was able to help support my body and help support my system that I was still able to do some things, i.e. also work, despite, you know, being part-time, I still needed to make sure that I managed my symptoms so I could focus on the work that I was doing, which I was able to do successfully with lots of extra breaks to make sure that I was eating on schedule, on time, because if I got too hungry, that's when the pain would start. So I would make sure I had all the breaks and everything was set in place so that I could eat very consistently, which helped me manage my pain. So when we think about supporting our nervous system, we're talking also about like stress management, right? Because our nervous system does not distinguish between a lion is about to eat me and I'm stressed about a deadline or I'm stressed about work or I'm stressed about my symptoms or I'm stressed about how I'm gonna sleep later. I really, really made sure that I was consciously being aware of stressors and and working to neutralize them. I increased my meditation practice. I increased my breathing practice. I have mind-body approaches that I do to really, really make sure that my body perceived as little stress as possible so that I wouldn't be spending too much time sort of in that danger zone, right? So again, if I feel like my life is in danger or I feel like my life is under threat, the system's gonna conserve energy in order to best support the protection that is needed so that obviously me as the organism survives. So I wanted to create almost this like bubble of safety, even despite unpleasant sensations. I was still creating a sense of safety through my actions, my thoughts, my words, my environment, and how I was approaching things and so this this approach that I 
took this sort of mind-body approach, this biopsychosocial, spiritual, environmental approach to my own problem, I this now kind of became the motivation to create a group program to help individuals manage their symptoms and help support their nervous system to optimize their body's natural ability to heal. So as a physiotherapist, you know, my job or the things that I know is about pain. We know about pain. We, we deal with inflammation all the time. I work with the pelvic floor. And so using the variety of techniques that I've learned through my training to apply directly to those, you know, I, I really strongly feel like we, I could be helping people manage their symptoms better while they're on the healing path, whether they're working with certain medications or dietary changes or natural processes, right? Healing has an inherent discomfort to it. And so rather than sort of like, oh, the you know, par for the course or like, oh, I just need to deal with this. There are things that we can actively be doing to address pain, to address inflammation, to improve how you're going to the bathroom. And then specific exercises and movement strategies to help support the nervous system stress, to try to help the nervous system find cues or find signals of safety. In some cases, a multidisciplinary plan is needed where, you know, naturopaths need to come in, right? You need to eat good, you need to sleep well, you know, that you need to do lab work, you need to take a look at, you know, a whole bunch of things to rule out, you know, specifically what needs what type of attention. Sometimes we also may need to take a look at what's going on in our emotional realm. And so sometimes working with psychotherapy can be really helpful to unlock if, you know, my gastritis, you know, yes, there's the physical, actual inflammation of my digestive system, but there were also things that were happening that led me to the development of inflammation in my digestive system, right? The different actions I was taking, the different behaviors, the way I was taking care of myself, oftentimes has some psychological, emotional component. And so to completely ignore that piece would be detrimental to our health. So um, so I will oftentimes suggest chatting and, un- and seeing if there are any emotional or psychological aspects involved with the situation. The other piece that I also understand that's super important from the polyvagal theory approach is that the safety system is very much also tied in with social support. And so 
knowing that social support, so having support definitely and specifically from individuals who are experiencing something similar creates a like-minded community where individuals can come together and support each other in the healing process also creates a sense of safety. I'm not alone in this. And so knowing the power of social support is the reason that I've created my group program as a group program. This gives us the opportunity to be together, to talk about, you know, how the techniques are working because everybody's going to have a slightly different take or how they implement or what they found most helpful that when that's shared with the group elevates everybody in the group toward healing right because now we're coming at it from a place of like we want to help each other work through these challenging sensations and again maybe you know, other, you know, medical providers need to be involved. There might be medications, there may be side effects, there may be all kinds of different things that are involved in the healing process. But from this perspective, you know, my goal is to support the nervous system and support my clients with being able to find different and better ways of managing pain, inflammation, bloating, um, abdominal and and or, you know, rectal pains with evacuation so that, you, you know, they can feel better moving through the healing process. So if you are an individual that may be experiencing something or some unpleasant sensations and it can be related to a particular diagnosis that you may have received. For example, you know, IBS, uh, SIBO, colitis, um, gastritis, uh, ulcer. We're not treating the medical condition we're helping you work through the symptoms and helping your system find better regulation to help support your medical treatment plans. And so, and also, I want to mention that it it can also be helpful for individuals who are maybe in the process of trying to find a diagnosis because obviously like getting the diagnosis of IBS might take some time because oftentimes there's a process of exclusion, right? We need to exclude the possibility that this is something specific and not something else right so so you may be in the process of working with like a gastroenterologist or your family doctor working through um 
uh, a particular, you know, di- diagnosis. And, and of course, always best to double check with your medical provider um, if it's okay for you to, you know, participate in exercise um, and physiotherapy. But if you are looking for some other ways to think about it, other ways to help you manage these unpleasant sensations, if you're looking for a little bit more community social support while you're on your healing journey, or maybe you're sort of just like, you know, you have the IBS and, you know, you're on the medications, you've made your dietary changes, and you're just sort of living with it now, but feel like, oh, wouldn't it be great if I could just improve this even just a little bit, then this program may be for you. If this sounds of interest and you want to have a conversation with me, the best thing for you to do is to go to ecophysio.com forward slash group. When you go there, it kind of has a little bit more information about the group program and at the bottom has um, a way for you to submit a request. And so once you submit, you fill in your information and you hit the submit button, I will get notified that you've submitted a request and then I will call you. And we will have a conversation about what's going on, what you're hoping to get out of the treatment or out of the group program. And we'll make sure that the program is a right fit for you. And then if it is, we'll chat about what the next process is. But the first step would be to go to ecophysio.com forward slash group, gather some information, submit a request to chat with me specifically, and then we'll see if it's a good fit for you. Anyways, that is all I wanted to share with you all today. And if you have somebody in your life that you know is having some difficulties, um, specifically centered around a digestive or bowel um, dysfunction, you can share this episode with them. It's a very different kind of perspective, um, but I really feel like we can make positive steps toward feeling better and then we can do it together. So on that note, I'm going to end today's podcast and I will connect with everybody on the next episode of the Living a Better Life podcast. Bye for now. Hey guys, thanks for hanging out. So as I mentioned at the beginning, we have recently released a free mini training called How to Work with Labor Pain to Have a Positive Birth Experience. And in this mini training, I take you through what pain is, how labor pain is different than like an acute ankle sprain type of pain. I talk about the three different ways that you can work with pain And then at the end, I actually teach three different ways that you can work with labor pain to have a more positive birth experience. 
If you would like to access this free mini training, you can go to courses.ecophysio.com forward slash mini training, or you can look in the description of today's podcast episode. At the end of the description, a link will be there for you to get the free mini training. Hope to connect with you there. Thank you for listening to Living a Better Life podcast. Make sure to subscribe to our show to stay up to date with our latest and greatest episodes. We would also love to hear your comments, suggestions, and reviews. Thanks again. Until the next episode. Bye for now.